Well, hello, and welcome to another week of Dinner Table Talks. My name is Joe Hilliard, and of course, at the dinner table with me is your lovely fiance, Aislinn Campbell. And we're doing something for the very first time tonight. <laughs> it is Thursday, and you and I have decided that Thursday is going to be the night to record. Yes. Okay. How would that ideally look as far as a schedule for the evening? I get home from work around 530. Yeah, and I usually finish up work about 530, 545. Ideal would be probably get off, go spend an hour in the backyard with the sun setting, and then get to recording. And then, and then eat late. Yeah. Thursday would be a night when we need to be eating late or eating out. Oh, that's a good idea, the eating out on Thursday night, because we're recording on Thursday night, and that's going to be the center of the evening stuff. Right. Okay, so we record at 6.30, and our delivered dinner shows up around 7.30. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, we'll put that into effect next week. That's not what happened this week, though. Today was the day that I picked up my Dagon produce basket. Like the one we're giving away? That's right. We talked about it last week. Go back and listen, but... If you're listening to the podcast the week that it comes out, you have until Thursday to enter the contest. How do they enter the contest? They take a photograph of some food they've made and tell us a little bit about their food. And it's simple. It's fun. Use they, your photos of the food you're cooking. And get that to us via email, via our Facebook page. Go to our website, www.dinnertabletalks.com and find out all about it. And one more thing, listeners that live in our area that Dagon serves, get a discount. Go to his website and enter Dinner Table 10, and you can get a discount in the name of Dinner Table Talks. That's right. But that's only for you listeners. So I had to pick that up today <laughs> at 5 o'clock, and then I get home, and I had to clean the kitchen, and then I had to clean out the refrigerator. And you know then what? The kids need to be directed to clean the kitchen. Well, I'm not complaining about any of that. I'm just saying that it's later to get dinner started. So we're cooking dinner right now. We will be interrupted with some beeps and, and whistles that are going to come from the kitchen. It smells really good in here. So, well, I'm cooking again the best pot roast you ever tasted that you talked about three episodes ago. Delicious. So... Unanswered questions. I am working from home right now, and I have my own setup. It's actually here at the same table where we... It's in our uh, studio. It's in our, yes, studio office. Mm -hmm. And I set up here every day, and I sit at my desk, and I do my work. And I had suggested to the company that we should do Zoom, and they said that's a good idea, and so we've started using Zoom meetings. What's funny to me about this whole story is one of the things I've discovered working at home is that my house finally comes alive at two o'clock. It's been quiet all day in the house. You've gone to work. The kids are still in bed. No one's stirring. Nothing is happening. You've had the peak time of productivity to really kick it into high gear around <laughs> two or so is what you're saying? Right, two o'clock. And at two o'clock every day, I have a meeting, a Zoom meeting. Well, this particular day was one of the first days of the Zoom meetings, and I was leading the meeting. And I'm telling you folks that no one has knocked on our door. That's not a joke. No one has knocked on our door in like five weeks. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the mailman hasn't been even regularly delivering the mail. You know how I know that? Because hmm. my mail I put out there doesn't get picked up oh, every day. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, my, my meeting starts... I'm leading a meeting. I'm also new to this company, so I'm new to being like a leader mm -hmm. in this company. And someone knocks on the door, and I ignore it. 
Then a second knock comes. And now I'm starting to get a little distracted. And so I say, there's someone knocking at my door right now. That hasn't happened in five weeks. How odd. And then the knock gets really strong. (laughs) And I'm like, sorry, gals. I literally run to the door. I fling the door open. I look at the person at the door and I say, I don't even look. I don't think I looked. I think I just started speaking, which is kind of like me sometimes. And I go, I can't right now. (laughs) And he looks at me and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. I've got food for you. I just grab the food out of his hand and go, I'm sorry, thank you. And then shut the door and run back into the kitchen and throw the food down on the counter and then go back into this meeting that I'm leading. After we get done with the meeting, I go over to see what this person has brought. And I open it up and it's ribs. Perfect baby back ribs. All mm, done up. This is the unanswered question. And that is that we ate someone else's ribs. So my amazing neighbor... Mm -hmm. When I have extra produce, I take it across the street to them pretty regularly. Right. He had said one day when I was over there dropping off some vegetables, I've got ribs for you. I'm going to make you some ribs when I, the next time I have, you know, so like, like a big deal. And you know, if you made somebody ribs, that's a big deal. That's like a blessing. That's like an offering. They've made (laughs) some amazing desserts. Right. So that was the thing, the unanswered question, the ribs, the ribs, the ribs, and the ribs were amazing. They were really, really, really good. They were perfect. And it's also in this time, we talked about it a lot last week, and we'll get back into it. You said that there's been a decline in the preparation of food. And that night, it was, what am I going to make for dinner? What's this on the countertop? Uh, ribs it's magic <laughs> fantastic i don't it's have to cook i don't have to cook magical tonight magical ribs as soon as i see what's going on over here I'm, will you please go across the street yeah. and tell jason i'm sorry yeah. and thank you and i appreciate and he it very he very, couldn't very have been much. cooler yeah he, he said i was gonna go around the back i had these ribs i didn't want to <laughs> i'm not gonna porch bomb ribs yeah. these have to be put into hands <laughs> so i was gonna go around back but then i thought i might freak somebody out <laughs> uh, i was like she she, she appalled no man no, don't worry about it. It's, yeah. it's no big thing. That's our neighbors, though. Oh, I love this Good whole, stuff. that is yeah. one of the silver linings of all of this. Yeah. And that is communities coming together. Yeah. And our our street is notably friendlier. Yeah. Didn't Joe down the street break? Joe just dropped off some summer sausage. I don't know if your family is vegetarians or whatever. And I was like, no, we're not vegetarians. I brought you some venison summer sausage. I'm like, oh, like prayer hands, you know, social distancing, the whole thing. When this comes and goes, will we stay connected in community? I think we will. I think we will. I think that it's put in an acceptable way, the bartering system. We're doing it out loud, and now it's like, yeah, that's kind of cool. And the thing about it is, is that no matter how you look at it, as we move forward with this whole thing, and this is that dancing the curve thing that they're talking, dancing around the curve as open days move through states and people start opening things up, that we're figuring out we want to live independently and have our own freedoms in our own life, but at the same time, we have to live collectively as well. Sure. I said it last week. It's a social disease. The society has to work together or has to decide that it can. But it has to do both in equal balance at the same time. And um, it has to find balance again. No, it wasn't balanced before, which was the problem. It got so off, far, far off balance. So I wanted to go back to the everyday at 2 p.m. thing. 
I've learned, I figured out over the last few days that at two o'clock the house comes alive. And at two o'clock, I happened to be having some sort of a webinar or a meeting or something. And and yes, in one of the early meetings that I was either leading or just you could see behind me, you know, people moving around behind me, you were like moving the chickens in and out and all kinds of shit. And I'm, I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. I literally have signed a policy that says I will work in a space where I will have the least amount of distractions. And you're literally walking back and forth behind me with like hey, you chickens. You got to share those and- policies with me. I live to distract. I live to distract you. (laughs) The work from home thing is interesting. There was another unanswered question last week that I brought up. What's that? It was that you didn't even answer table topics. Last week's table topics bummed me out. No. Those kids would not participate. I thought last week's episode was fantastic. Oh, no, it was a tight episode. I laughed a lot. It was good. Yeah. And I knew that if I brought them kids in here, we would duplicate our dinner table. Because those kids talk. Once we get them talking (laughs) and they left me with nothing to edit what you heard. You saw 14 teenager. You saw it. That was it. What I saw was two kids that have no problem speaking publicly and no problem expressing themselves. Hunter was speaking and he would have spoken more, but then it got kind of awkward and Hmm. mm -hmm. he was speaking and he would have spoken. Anyways, the 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 most important part of it is the frustration of it. I didn't even answer the question. Exactly. What was the question? (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to forget that part of it. Karaoke song. What's your karaoke song? What would your song? karaoke song be? Yeah. I have done karaoke many times. And these are the songs that I have performed. Yellow by Coldplay. Oh my God. It would, I would not do that again. That's not the right tempo. Coldplay might as well be Nickelback. I'm not. I'm just kidding. Uh, we, dis- not, we disagree on Coldplay. You're, tr- you're right. It's better than that. They're better than Nickelback. I'll give them that. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> Of all the bands. That's just the one you pick. <laughs> Look at this. It's so good. I mean, making fun of it is so good. Um, I'm sorry. Army by Ben Folds 5. Well, I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're effing high. And I thought. Hmm. And Look at you. Yeah. And then... I sounded better than that, too. <laughs> and my favorite, though, is The Perfect Country and Western Song uh-huh. by David Allen Coe. I was drunk the day my mom got out of prison because it's a crowd sing-along song, and that's just fun. Yeah, that's pretty fun, I suppose. It's kind of like B-52s. Love know, Shack, baby! <laughs> that one? Yeah, some B-52s. And you're singing the karaoke. Man, I sang some Third Eye Blind in college on that karaoke machine. I said all we did in college was sing karaoke, but that's not really the truth. There were other things we did in right. college. <laughs> Should we go into those? No. Okay. But we sang a lot. I was offended <laughs> and ashamed after editing that episode and listening to it when it came out about how I you have felt that there's been a decline in the level of cooking. Not to say that there hasn't been. I, I agree with you that there has. Well, now you just made me look like a bad guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I suppose everyone out there no, already knows. And I'm not going to do any damage control on that. The fact of the matter <laughs> is, is that at the dinner table, we're honest. And sometimes the honesty stings a little bit because that honesty is pointed at you. And you're right. It has got a little more elemental. I also know that you know that my time demands have been completely shifted with some stuff going on that, you know, we I like to magically allude to and keep people guessing. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. Now I'm picking on you for not cooking dinner good enough. Well, I, I didn't. <laughs> my point is, I didn't feel like you were picking. If it is a fact, it's a fact. So I came back at you <laughs> with a homemade from scratch King Ranch chicken. Yes. And I, I hung out in the kitchen that night and mm-hmm. watched you make an amazing bechamel. I watched you like you were sexy to me. Oh, yeah? I think you might have got laid that night. <laughs> Are we going to keep that in? I don't know. Okay. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> Anyways, point being. What? <laughs> that was weird. The point is the food, it was seriously, it was so. You, you enjoyed watching me cook? You were good at you it. You don't watch me cook. Not hardly. Right. Yeah. And you're good at it. Well, thank you. You're well, like, I, you're, you are a craftsman. Well, I was on a mission that evening to, to deliver to you the heartburn free home cooking from scratch. So I went straight to Google and I typed in King Ranch Chicken from scratch. And I know that this is not the first time that we've talked about King Ranch Chicken. If you go back to episode two, one of our favorite episodes. Yeah, that's the one with the bidet story. That's I love the bidet story. But if you recall in that episode, that was a cauliflower dish. Yeah, it's, this, it was With different. King Ranch Chicken. Mm-hmm. This was a full-blown King Ranch Chicken. And one of the ingredients of King Ranch Chicken is corn tortillas. Mm-hmm. For you, for grain-free, we did some Siete brand grain-free tortillas. Yes. For half of it, the other half was traditional. Mm-hmm. Do you know what some of the ingredients are if you don't type in these words? King Ranch Chicken from scratch. Leave the from scratch off. A can of Rotel and cream of mushroom soup. And cream of chicken soup. Yeah. It's a creamy casserole. So it's you, a casserole. Like so you've got up. to open up a couple cans of good old-fashioned Campbell's cream of chicken, a cream of mushroom, but we don't do that here. But my question is this. Good, but I mean, why? What is acceptable? When you make amazing bechamel. What is acceptable? You hear that? Yeah, something's beeping. You can ignore that beep. That beep's okay. Is that the instant pot? Yes, it is. What is it telling you? That the roast is done for the cooking time. Nice. Now it sits there for a little while. Mm. Continues to cook while the pressure is naturally released. Hmm. So my question is, what processed foods, a can of mushroom soup, a can of whatever, Cream of chicken, are acceptable to you? Um, I said well, a few episodes, I ain't doing Velveeta, Redneck, Queso anymore. Right, That's yeah. unacceptable to me now. Well, I'm removing um, it. The, the ones that are acceptable to me are, are, are like Amy's soups that I can um, heat up at the daytime for lunch. Because an, an organic really... canned soup for a quick on-the-go meal at lunchtime? Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. got to be grain-free. Right. And I, I usually look at like other things on it. I always look at the ingredient list and like, if you can flip a can over at the grocery store and look at the ingredient list... And there's like seven ingredients on there, and you know all seven of them. They're not hard to pronounce. Yeah. It's corn, peas, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) onion, and that's the acceptable can of soup. (laughs) I have decided that Rotel tomatoes will be used when I make King Ranch chicken. That's the South Texan in me. I'm opening a can of tomatoes, and I'm using those. Did you look at the ingredient list? I didn't have to. It's Rotel. But you had some tomatoes, and you were like, you you didn't like that? No, that's not an answer. <laughs> uh, that's the answer you're getting. You had some tomatoes, and you said, are you going to throw some? So I did cut up a few yeah. extra tomatoes and put it in the body of the casserole. And you put some peppers from my garden, too. I did. I've got good, good peppers uh, in the garden. The bechamel sauce that you're talking about was the 
cream of mm-hmm. chicken, in this case soup. It was you delicious, too. Mix it with chicken broth. And you, you let me taste it, and then we added hard. more seasonings to it, well, but it I'll was really, that. really good. That is our one-two process. I cook it, and you come in and taste it, and shake of this and a shake of that, and you aceline it up a little bit. We have a process. Yeah. I like it when you come into the kitchen, though. Yeah. It was fun to watch you. And I especially like it when you have got your hands in the food, working in the food. Right. And then you can't touch your long hair because of course your ha- you have like chicken juice on your hands. So you just throw your head back. Okay. And give it like the surfer like throwback. Right. You like it when I do that? <laughs> I love it when oh, you I do can that. almost do that with my beard right now. <laughs> but of course, the listeners know that I have no hair. And the <laughs> listeners also know that one of my you know, social stances is that balding is the last acceptable form of <laughs> you know ridicule and discrimination. Someone made a joke the other day and you were like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and they're like, I posted hair- a meme that said... Being bald ain't so bad now, is it all you people that can't go get haircuts? <laughs> and then my quippy response at the top was, if anyone wants to make this bold leap, I can give you the tips. <laughs> Hair has definitely been a conversation at the dinner table because, you know, we've well, been talking talked about, about my crazy hair. Several episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Without your hairstylist, you're going yeah. a little bit mad. Yes. <laughs> I, think, I think it looks great. Where, what are you, where going, are you with it? Going mad. That's a good way of putting it. It's kind of grown out and yeah. it's kind of frizzed and it's red. And so. Well, imagine the day that you get to go back to the haircut person. What, mm-hmm. do, what do ladies call them? The hairstylist. Imagine the day that you go back to the hairstylist and she's got much more to work with. You're going to come out looking gorgeous. I'm going to come out looking gorgeous. It's true. You, I hear you're going to go away looking gorgeous, by the way. I hear that May 1st is when they're getting to open. Like In Texas? That's the rules. But also, she must have already known that ahead of time because she said, we're going to be able to open on May 1st when this all started. And she booked me for an appointment. So I already have an appointment on the day they open. Yeah, I was, I was not knowing. That's a badass hairstylist, by the way. Learning about this for the first time. I, how comfortable are you personally going to be going somewhere and stopping the social distancing with your hairstylist in this case? The day that it starts. You're not going to be one of those wait two weeks and see how it goes, people? No, I'm going to go get my hair done. I see. Probably won't go get my nails done. And I, as soon as you're ready to have a housekeeper back in the house, I'm ready. (laughs) Back to the dinner table. Now, that's a good stinger because we do get way off the dinner table sometimes. I am going to cut that and put it into a special file. Who knows when it will come back? The girls have both decided to get involved with coloring their hair. Now, it's not technically all COVID related. I don't think. Yeah, because Lillian had done hers already before the whole COVID thing happened. But now she's talking about trying to do something different. So there's been a ongoing conversation at the table about the girls dyeing their hair and would they allow and would the parents allow and which parent would allow and what what's allowed allowable and so savannah i guess now that we're no school for the rest of that's exactly what it was yeah see our school district doesn't allow you to do this well, Lillian didn't color her hair like a not normal to school color. She, right, she the, colored the her normal hair, to school color. She colored her hair brunette. You can't. But she's trying really hard to talk us into letting us, letting us do something different. Well, Savannah wanted to do something crazy. Right. And over the summer, 
She's right. 14, doesn't have a job or anything. The washout. Sure, why the not? washout stuff. Go yeah. nuts. But now with no school for the rest of the semester and that rule being gone and they're going to be a lot, you know, a little bit more stay at home and all that. You're did, allowing her to be I, a 14 year old. I didn't see any, any reason <laughs> yes. not to allow her to, to dye her hair. And she was, you explain. It looks really good. Well, what is, what, what would you call what she did in, in girl oh, she, hair in people that have hair terms? She colored the front of her hair, like her bangs and her, um, her little side front parts. I she wanted <laughs> purple. That's as, that's as purple as we could find. Yeah. It looks good. It looks really good. Yeah. It's pretty. It's very pretty. She's pretty. I'm sure Lily will do something interesting. Does Savannah having done it give Lily more leverage? It's that it, See, with Lily, it's her dad usually. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because with me, ugh, I, wish I, I wish I could use that stuff better against her for leverage, but I can't usually... So I am looking forward to getting back to my hairstylist. I'm sure. Are you planning on trimming your beard up anytime There's soon? There's a lot of quarantine beards going on. Mm-hmm. Friends and, and it's, it's a thing right now. Beards. While I'm staying at home, I'm just going to grow a beard. And I'm also seeing people. Which is hilarious because they're literally telling you to shave your face <laughs> and people are growing their beards. Well, if you're, staying, if you're staying at home and you know, being strict about it, I don't Surely. think that really matters. But I see a lot of people doing funny things with their beard or deciding that they don't want their beard after all and shaving it off in portions and having a funny mustache. And that, that's kind Did of Did you fun. see Dave's mustache? Your co-host on Beer in a Movie? Yes, of course. His porno mustache. It is. Don't call it that. Okay. Because it's awesome. It's awesome. He is. He's the best looking mustached man I've seen in a long time. It was good. I. I'm vying and voting and vouching for the. I'll tell you Dave's that, mustache. I'll tell you that in the five weeks of the quarantine, I, I haven't certainly shaved my beard. It's not the longest it's ever been. But Mm-mm. I looked at myself in the mirror when I had on a mask. Uh-huh. It, it looks hilarious. Out. Yeah, it does. It sticks out the bottom. It's like a yarmulke <laughs> on a Bob Ross. <laughs> I don't even know why that was so funny. <laughs> Backyard, Backyard TV. TV. The top story is jousting would-bees. What? <laughs> I know what I jousting like is, one. and I know what would bees are. Those are the ones that go into the bamboo. Yeah, they okay. do. Yeah, they like drill a hole into into. They're jousting. That's where they live inside there. Yeah, they like buzz each other, like zoom, zoom, and they like chase each other off of things and zoom, 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 zoom. and they they do this thing where well, so I don't know how to explain the jousting because they like run at each other. And then they like, dunk, and then one of them goes a different way. So they like joust. I'm telling you, that's one little busy, buzzy bee, right? Okay. So over in the bird area. I knew right? it's springtime. I knew there had to be birds and bees. Oh, it's, let's get it on. Okay. So there's some birds getting it on? Yeah. Okay. Apparently they're all out of the bars fighting and stuff and then have, hooking up and all that kind of stuff. Because bars? Yeah. You know, the bird bars. <laughs> Is our bird bath a bird bar? Yeah. Okay. You know, the grackle over there bathing. Have you checked out the new bar? Yeah, exactly. In the backyard with the chicken coop? (laughs) This is a pretty cool place over there. There's things to eat and... There's a jousting bee show. (laughs) It's a jousting bee show. Exactly. Okay, so I hear... All this noise going on, right? And I look over and there's birds and they're like tussling and fighting and I'm like, oh... 
and it's not like chickens fighting, which we get to watch that sometimes too. It's, I don't know, little, my mom's out there listening. She's going to be able to tell me they're the little brown birds. With Sparrows. No, it's like a more finches, like a little bubbly one, brown bubbly one, a little ball of feathers. Anyways, here they are, and then they separate, and then they zip off and zip off and whatever, and then it's boy and a girl, and they're like over there together, and then all of a sudden it happens again. Another one comes, and and they grabs it by the feathers and jerks it down to the ground, and then they're like wrestling. Three birds wrestling on the ground. I'm not even kidding. They were literally that fighting. That sounds awesome. It was WWE bird wrestling. How often does this occur? That's the first time I've ever seen like that in oh, that great. like in it. Like three they, birds. Yeah, there was a. It was a. You know. Okay, you know how at, on the outside in the parking lots at the bars. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know we haven't been oh, there. Of course, I do. <laughs> I, I know we haven't been there in a couple of decades, but right. you know, like in the, at the honky tonk bars where they're having like a, you know, like in uh, in Urban Cowboy. And they're out there in the parking lot and right. fighting over the girl, you sure. know, and she's there. Ooh. That's what was happening. She's trying to break them up and, and all of that. Right. That's what happened with those birds. God, backyard TV is incredible. <laughs> yes. And then we added our own element to the backyard TV, which has been so much fun. When you and I were wrestling around on the ground fighting over <laughs> this or that. Right. That, that has actually happened a couple of times. What? <laughs> So we've been moving the baby chicks outside. That's right. They are five to six weeks old. And they're getting to go into the playpen, basically. The yeah, outdoor playpen. Put them outside and let them be chickens. They're stretching their wings. They're, they're jumping up in the so air. so cute. It's fantastic. They, are, they joust, too. Hunter has got such an interesting oh, he's been, relationship he's been with these chickens. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he said, when do we put them outside for real? And mm-hmm. I said, guess what the project is you and I have this weekend? And it's converting our chicken coop into a duplex. Yeah. For the old chickens and the new chickens. Because you can't put them in directly together because they'll fight and those baby chickens don't have a chance. No chance. So you you create basically two coops, two runs, and that's what's going on this week. And weekend. then they get used to each other's like pheromones and hormones. They just get used to one another and then you remove the barriers right before bedtime and you stick them all up in the coop together. And then when they wake up, you hope that there's harmony. And there won't be. There will be a little bit of... They'll have to do a pe- redo the pecking they order. they to redo the pecking order. But I can already see these chicks, the pecking order being oh, established. Oh, yeah, totally. I love yeah. That's what they're doing. They're like back up and get real deep into their like legs. Mm-hmm. And then they like they like they go out each other. They joust. Right. But yeah. it looks playful. But at the same time, sometimes you see like them, them craning their necks up to be taller or yeah, bigger. Yeah. And then you see jumping on them and pecking at and each other. And they jump and they, and they, like, I mean, get yourself some backyard TV. This is a channel you should subscribe to. Oh, it's really good. Good. We did have some takeout this week that I thought would definitely be worth talking about because it was our first delivery. How did you feel about delivery? An extra human involved in the food that's coming into the house. I don't know. Once you said we were getting food out again, I just had to succumb to whatever was happening. What is your problem with the food out? I just read a story that day that people were getting the COVID virus from pork. But you're going to the hairdresser the first moment that you can. That's different. (laughs) Those Those are my germs with my people. Listen. I'm not going to argue with you. I am prejudiced to the germs that exist in my own little space with my own little people. My bubble. Is that food coming from within my bubble? That sounds horrible, doesn't it? (laughs) 
Well, I was going to do delivery that night. I can't remember what the night Listen, was. Listen, I'm I'm opposing something and I'm not as a... I don't even know. I don't know whether I'm opposed to it or not. The truth is, is that before COVID happened, I was oddly compulsive about food. <laughs> like, who doesn't know that about me? <laughs> I like the convenience of a delivery service. So I went online and of course, the first thing with you is what restaurant are you going to eat at? I want to look better because I see my uh, Chris Busk from Shoreline Sandwich Company. Sure. He's making some good looking plates of food. I'd eat his food. Well, then you need to speak up, woman. Well, I know. I just forget about it. But I'm glad you chose this place because we hadn't eaten it before. The last time we did Friends with Benefits, and of course, we haven't been able to because of the stay at home thing. Why haven't we been able to? We need to figure this shit out. Everybody else has been able to figure it out. Well, I want to sit down at the dinner table with yeah, our friends. That's the idea. Yeah. That's the benefit of that's the, the benefit. friends. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's coming back soon. Yes. Whenever it's appropriate to do so. Of course, for you, it'll be the first day possible. Just just go roll around with people on the grass outside. As long as they're my kind of peeps. <laughs> we all wanted Asian food. But Asian food is noodles and rice and you're not eating grain. And it's not right. just that you would get an alternative. I was We were finding that most of our local restaurants have pared their menu down to, to the just basics. rice and noodle dishes. Yeah. So we settled on um, Filipino food, which is what we enjoyed with our last yes friends with benefits. Yeah, that was with Nicole and Adida. Oh, that was such a good meal. Pancet. We're gonna try a Filipino food that we'd never gotten before. Filipino well, and, restaurant. Yeah, and this is one of the places that was in that twenty-five best restaurants thing right, that I yeah, spoke that's about. Right, you participated in that. Yeah, and, and we had never not eaten, eaten there. there. Right. Yeah. So we got delivery from there, and they had poke bowls. Yeah, and so I was like, yes, I can do a poke bowl. And instead of the rice on the bottom, you would right. get salad green. Right, right, and seaweed and... Perfect. You'll get the poke bowl, and then we'll get some grain-filled Filipino food. I wonder what's going on with that. I wonder if there's like a poke thing I don't know, on. because Devante, our awesome driver, called me to tell me they don't have mm -hmm. poke bowl. And he's there already. They're preparing the rest of the food. And the one thing you can eat there is not available. <laughs> not the one thing, but the thing that you had that had sold you on the place. Yeah. So I said, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And I got you some... Pork. Appetizer. <laughs> no, I got you like a, a mezza yes. plate, basically. You it did. had some pork barbecue. Which was delicious, by the way. Some beef barbecue However, and what they called their steamed vegetables. And then shrimp. And some shrimp. You're right. Yep. No, it was all, the meat was delicious. It really was. They had cooked it really well. I, I, I just wouldn't normally have ordered that. I caught you eating. It was so good set. though. Oh God, that night, mm -hmm. I just, I was hungry. I, I, I think that might've been when I finally was like, I cannot, I have got to eat more than I'm eating. I literally am not eating any food and I'm starving. And by the end of the day, whatever you put out there that's got food in it i'm eating it <laughs> why so I are you not constant. eating so much because i because because when i work i don't have time to eat i don't make time to eat when i work i threw out a bunch of leftovers tonight when i cleaned out that refrigerator they're not the it's kind not of leftovers thing. i'm gonna eat i'm gonna eat leftovers that are easy to heat up or i don't have to heat up now the rest of the leftovers can be eaten on nights where we don't eat out or we eat leftovers instead but Did you, your kids you... are kind of picky and you're letting them be spoiled right now with cake pops and oh yeah no you don't eat them it's too much i'm not eating them but it's yeah, too much I'm spacing it out mm. <laughs> spacing it out mm. How did you feel when the food got here as far as the whole protocol of getting it from the container into I the I don't even know 
I just ate food. I was so hungry. I did do it all the way that we do it. Yeah, I don't remember, but I was really hungry mm. that night. So I just ate whatever was there, and I just ate it all. I cut up the whatever that was, bok choy. Mm-hmm. It, I don't even know. It Steamed was really good. It, delicious it actually had very, very good flavor. Yeah. All the food tasted really good. I, we the said, pancit was really good, and I shouldn't have been eating as much of it as I ate. It, made, I it, made, me miss, it, good. it made me miss going to a restaurant. Yeah, to that be able to see would real have, presentation. And it would have been better without the delivery time. Not Devante's fault. I'm saying getting it across town. <laughs> yeah, I bet they have some good soups. I'd like to try that next time. Would you like to do some table topics? Yeah. We have one to give away. A couple of weeks ago, we put it out there that we were going to give away a table topics to go. If you would answer this question on our Facebook or email or any of that. Do you yeah. remember the question? The question was something about if you saw an abusive mom screaming at her kid. If you saw a verb- <laughs> woman verbally abusing a child at a store, oh, yeah. what would you do? I hate this question. I, it wasn't fun. It makes me feel bad. Well, hey, you got to do it. The table topics gets pulled. Sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it's going to be bad. Magic, I guess. Well, we picked it random from all of the folks that entered. Tammy CF entered on our Facebook page. So thank you for answering because that's a brave question to answer, which means you're a brave personality. She said, I know I would be told where to go shortly after, but I would approach the woman to tell her to stop and ask her if she's realizing she is verbally putting her child down. It's not an excuse, but in reality, sometimes people lash out in anger and do not realize what they're saying. So I think giving them clarity on what they're doing may help, or it may not, diffuse the situation and hopefully stop the abuse. Hey. Thank you for answering that. I appreciate that. It was a very well thought out answer. We will reach out to Tammy. Yeah. And get that to her. Thank you for contributing and participating. We'll do that again soon. Yeah, yeah. I am going to ask you a question now. Okay. What category would you like to hear your table topics question selected from? Um, what's green? That's uh, the old school one? Original. Yeah, let's go back old school. Old school. I'm drawing it randomly. This is a good one. How will you know when you're grown up? I have no idea. I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, I certainly feel like 40 is a shift to another portion of life. 40 was a magical number that meant that? But 30 was a big number too. I don't know because there's a lot of days and I don't feel very grown up. There are landmarks where I felt more grown up. My first mortgage, getting married, having a kid. Those are landmarks that make you say, well, I've gone to another level of adulting. In that case, I was a responsible adult at age 20, and I promise you I wasn't. You had an adulting moment, but you weren't grown up yet? No. Well, how will you know when you're grown up? Do I have to know? This isn't a law. (laughs) No, I don't like it. I do what I want. Do you sometimes feel grown up and sometimes don't? Yes. When do you feel grown up? I mean, running for mayor was very grown up. Yeah, I you guess. have to be. You have to be considered a responsible adult to probably win an election like that. But even then, if I think about it, is like, did I feel grown up enough for it? I kept thinking of myself as one of the younger ones, and then I'm like, man, I'm ten years older than the ones that they're considering young, but somehow I'm still a part of the young well, crowd. That's just, that's just the city we live in. <laughs> I'm part of the young thirty somethings. I'm like, I keep raising my hand from the room, like, wait, 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 uh, but I'm actually like ten years older than them, so I'm not really even like thirty. I'm like forty. <laughs> like, like, see, that's the thing. I don't feel very grown up. So often, I don't feel grown up. 
How will you know when you're I feel very up? grown up. My, my parents are dealing with health issues. Right. And I feel very grown up. Yeah, I guess that's pretty grown And up. I look for releases to not be grown up. That's mm-hmm. when I come home and hang out with you for an you know, <laughs> where there's probably something I should be doing right now. That bookshelf over there really needs to be reorganized. But I am not, I, that's so grown up to finish that task. I'm going to go out in the backyard <laughs> and not. I think not going out in the backyard is being more grown up than forcing yourself to do things all of the time. Honestly, I've come to this place in my life where. I've decided that lazy and selfish are good things. They're grown up and they're good for me and they're good words and they're good ways to describe me. Like anything else, though, you could take that to an extreme that's not so healthy. Oh, certainly. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole different level of that's for me. That's usually depression. That's a completely different thing. (laughs) Because I'm not giving myself enough credit if I'm really, if I'm calling myself like really lazy. Because there's nothing about me that's lazy. No. Giving myself lazy, it's giving myself the freedom to take it easy, you know? Align with, I always talk, okay, so the thing that I compare it to the most, and of course I, I compare it to this in the garden, like a lot. I think about the farmer's market. Why did I contribute my time to, why did we contribute our time to starting a farmer's market. Why did we do that? Because we wanted one. Because we were lazy and selfish. Because we wanted it to be easy. Because we wanted what we wanted. That's why I do most of the fun things that I do. Something's missing. Yeah. Why did I know? I want to create it so that I can have it. This is valuable. And in the meantime, I'm like enjoying my life in the garden. I always tell you I'm a lazy gardener. I think being grown up is is knowing when it's time to be lazy and selfish. I can get on board with that. Yeah, let's grown up. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Dinner Table Talks. If you want to get a hold of us, you can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, www.dinnertabletalks.com. There you can leave us a voicemail and listen to all the old episodes. We hope that you're enjoying listening to Dinner Table Talks as much as we enjoy creating it for you. See you next week.